sure. Welcome back, everybody, to the Aftershock Podcast, episode 210. I'm Mr. Pixel, and as always, David Shock is here. He's waving. You can't see it, but... That's me. It's him. He's here. I can account for him. I'm here. He is. What's up, man? Oh, you know, hiding in the basement, waiting on the tornado sirens to to light off. Oh, you're you're hiding just from the tornado sirens. Sure, in my professional podcasting studio, <laughs> in the proper northwest corner of my basement. You know, in the, the southern proper... part of the house. <laughs> I notice you're alone. <laughs> maybe by design, maybe not. <laughs> no, as like you, the sun is out currently, but. Apparently, I guess there's some more storms or something inbound. So we'll see what happens. I don't know. Could be a short one. Yeah. Could lose power. Could maybe not. Short one. Could be a short one. Might have a weird edit somewhere in the middle of it. Never know. Maybe a long pause. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe for once you're the one, you'll be the one that sounds bad and get all digitalized and I'll be all right. Maybe. Maybe. You never know. Yeah. Never know. We like to keep things uh, spontaneous around here. Yeah. So other than that, just busy. Busy, busy. busy. What have yeah. you been up to? Um. Well, so I'm a an assistant coach on my fiance's 11 year old softball team. Okay. So doing that, and something we haven't talked about on the podcast, I don't think. But about three weeks ago, I started back to online college glutton for punishment for yeah an associate's degree in applied science for non-destructive in non-destructive technology so yeah it's um, non- non-destructive that doesn't sound very fun uh well you know <laughs> destructive sounds more fun yeah but it's pretty neat what That's i get to cool. do is pretty neat so yeah, it's been busy and it's been um I don't know what I was thinking going into taking online courses, but it's a lot more difficult learning this way than what I thought it was going to be. Oh, really? Yeah, cuz I took I took a class for school in the at the beginning of April for 2 weeks. So, it, you know, with with my job, we have we have uh we have to go through training courses to get to test to get certified and all that stuff for what i do mm-hmm. so it's structured like a class i mean for eight hours or or whatever you know six to eight hours you're getting lectured and taught and hands-on equipment and you can ask questions and right you know the a lot of times the people in the class help out a lot because it's like oh i've done this before i've done that or life experience yeah life experience helps out because somebody you know, a teacher may explain it one way and then somebody else is like, oh, yeah, we did it this way at mm-hmm. our job. Or we do this this way. Uh-oh. Online, man, it's all in a book. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's forum discussions, but there's only like four of us in the class and the other three people are uh, brand new to this okay. industry. So I'm the old guy that's <laughs> the only one that has life experience. And, you know, I, I don't want to. I'm not going to say anything bad about the class, but it's, it's online and it's, 
the segments are broken up in in week intervals one uh-huh. week yeah. so i might post something on the forum on like tuesday and it doesn't get answered or responded to until like friday right and then all the stuff's due on sunday so it's kind of a it's i thought i could uh i would hurry up and do everything like monday tuesday wednesday mm-hmm. kind of thing get it done and it's like good luck with that yeah because you have to <laughs> you have to talk interact with other people on the forum yeah so if they don't respond till thursday or friday then now you're spending saturday doing that mm-hmm. yeah maybe an hour or two but it's kind of like uh this kind of sucks yeah. <laughs> so so it's been it's been eye-opening um it should take me about a year uh because i don't have to take all the classes okay because it's it's um i can use what i've already done for work in replacement for a lot of that so it's been it's been interesting um it'll help with what i do at work i don't know if it would help me actually get hired because i you know i'm a contractor right so with uh working on a air force base you have enlisted military people mm-hmm. and you have civil servants um that are that are hired and paid by the government and then you have contractors which are you know lowly dirty scumbags so i'm a contractor damn, damn mercenaries <laughs> yeah so yeah we show up and and do i i don't want to say we do the dirty work but we are not considered and you know we're not a government employee right so i don't know if this would help in the long run if i could use it to get hired by the government Mm. um and do that and actually be a civil servant you know paid by the department of defense or air force or however they do it i I don't know how they do it but you know i think they just hire people with degrees so it may be a four-year degree that that they would have to hire and this wouldn't help a lot but it would still help with my base knowledge of for what I do. Okay. So yeah, it sounds like my your class structure sounds a lot like my wife. She's been back in school for a while and she has that same thing. Everything's gonna be in Sunday. She has to interact, just times where she has to interact with other people in the in, in the class and she was always she's you know. She's older too, and she gets on there, and she's like, "Do they not teach these people anything in school anymore?" <laughs> like, yeah, like, I can't read some of the stuff they that they type because they're just not spelling stuff right, or their punctuation's terrible, or they're just stupid. <laughs> yeah, it it. I mean, it hasn't been that bad. Well, I mean, this is my first class, and there's only four people. Right, um, but the, the you know the interaction. Uh, you know one of the one of the people in the class didn't even interact at all on the forum at all on the forums last week so it's kind of like well you know that makes it a little bit more difficult because yeah you're supposed to be interacting with at least like two other people so if there's only three of us on there then it's kind of a pain in the butt but you know it is what it is and hopefully i'll get through it i'm sure you'll get it i'm sure you'll get through it (laughs) So, well, that's what's been going on with me. Um, what's been happening with you? Well, did you get did you get a range day? No, you didn't. It was raining. It was raining. And this damn rain. Yeah, I 
I, I know, I know, I know what our listeners are going to say that you don't get to pick when you defend yourself and it may be raining when that happens. If it's not raining, you're not training. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was raining on that, um, on that Friday that I took off and, and, uh, I had a lot of yard work and stuff to do to get ready. Cause we had my family and everybody over, uh, mm. on Monday. So I attempted, I did, I did, um, uh, four shots at getting out in the yard and I got rained on all four times. <laughs> so it was kind of like it is now it's like, Ooh, the sun's out. I'm going to go like weedy and I get to the back corner of the fence. Right. And it starts pouring down rain and I'm like, Oh, this sucks. So I came inside, <laughs> changed clothes. And then, you know, two hours later, it's like, Oh, Hey, the sun's out. I'm going to go weedy. And I get to the other side and it gets rained on. <laughs> so that happened like four times and because i was going to get up and go to the range first thing in the morning because you know you can get in at nine and at like 8 30 start training and i'm like oh yeah let's let's just do yard work and you know i did i did the homework stuff for class right because i don't know that my neighbors would appreciate a lawnmower at nine in the morning but it was raining so so I did the schoolwork stuff, and then it was, I think it was a little bit before lunchtime or something, maybe 11. Mm. It was the first time I went out and did yard work and got rained on, and then that proceeded throughout the day. So, yeah, it was, honestly, it was, I was kind of like regretting taking the day off work to get rained on three times. and Because <laughs> I didn't get all the yard work done. I didn't get to the range, so I had to do it Saturday. So I didn't get to go to the range Saturday. Uh so well if it makes you feel any better i took a day off last week can't keep track of my days last week i took a day off which would have given me a three-day weekend quote unquote and i got up and got dressed and headed into work and a guy i took a extra responsibility at work because i'm a glutton for punishment and the guy that had it before was like hey i'm going to come in today and you know show you some stuff and whatever and i'm like all right cool and then got to work and talked to some other there's something else going on that we need oh i think it had something to do with defensive tactics this weekend for the department and we had to do some stuff i was like all right we went and did some stuff and came back and everybody's like you're not supposed to be here today. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, they came and said that you had the day off. And I was like, oh, well, I'm here already. So <laughs> I was like, screw it. <laughs> it's like, I already told all these other people I was going to be here so that way we can get some stuff done. So I guess I'll just uh, send them an email and get my time back. So you took the day off work and went to work. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice. one of those where nice. one of those that I, you know, we seniority bid days off at the beginning of the year. And, you know, I don't normally take a whole lot off, but coming into the summer, because I'm low man on my shift with seniority, I didn't think anything of it. And then turn around and I was like, oh, yeah, I did actually have a day off. And now Whoops. i don't and i won't be able to take a day off for about another two months now because all those days are taken so 
Hopefully yes. I can get rid of I can burn my time in the fall and winter. That sucks. That, yeah. That's terrible. So what else, what else been happening? I heard you weren't you were you filling in for Kyle this week? Last week? No, he was there. He's just trying to he's been busy trying to get stuff done and just trying to get the gym all set up and he's setting a bunch of stuff up for here coming up in the next few months and uh just showed up and it was a couple people and i think he was feeling froggy that day he had worked out in the morning and wanted to, to get some work in so i was running it for a class and you know when you get to have the guy that usually gets you beat up get him beat up you know you take take advantage of that so <laughs> nice yeah it was it's always good i mean like i said that was that was right after doing two days of instructing for my department. And it's just, I mean, at this point, instructing's not, I mean, it's not weird for me. It's just a matter of just getting better at it. So I'm, I'm more than happy to get the practice in whenever I can. Good deal. Did you get to reschedule your certification and stuff? Oh, this is just a terrible, I, I'm, I don't know if it's, bad luck for everybody or if it's just anybody i know it seems like any anybody i know that wants to do training has something come up and they can't go to their training too so um no they they did have another one coming up i think in a month but like i said at work there's no days that i can get in that month and then there's another one in the fall and as soon as i saw something about that i went and looked and of course that was all taken too so yeah, un- unfortunately, it's probably going to be next year once one of our senior people gets out of there. That'll give me some more chances to actually take some time off. Well, that sucks. Mm-hmm. And then there was another training thing I was going to go to in, in July just for a weekend. And now I can't do that either. So I, I think at this point I'm done trying to do any kind of <laughs> go to any seminars or any training or anything this is just not the year for it was that was that the one in columbus yeah we were gonna go out there and then something come, came up and we can't go so <laughs> it sounds like it yeah you know just finally around got around to it this year and was like i'm really gonna try and hit the training hard and then everything is just saying no so maybe next year yeah, I can understand that. I mean, this whole, you know, with COVID easing off, everybody wants to get out and go do something and go somewhere and mm-hmm. do things. So it's been it's been a mess. It'll get better. There's always next year. Yeah, that's that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> always next year. <laughs> um. Is there a chance that Kyle could actually certify you or would he have to not? Well, there's some that he can, but the instructors through the, the affiliate. So that you have to go to him. I got you. Yeah. The big dog's got to give you the blessing basically and sign off on you for that certification. Yeah. Just send him a video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing it in zoom. Zoom works great. Yeah. Just send him a VHS with some cool hype music in the background and log machine and lasers. Record over the P90 workout VHS (laughs) tapes. Yeah. 
Yes. So where do you want to start? What do you want to talk about today? Well, I mean, I'm open to whatever right now. All right. Let you uh that you take lead on this one. Okay. Well, so one of my one of my thoughts was because the last episode we did, we talked about a couple of uh couple of unfortunate events of mass shootings. Mm-hmm. So my thought was how about we instead of because obviously there's more we could talk about mm-hmm. unfor- unfortunately. Right. Um you know, and this problem isn't going away. So let's talk about air quotes, gun control. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be what we talk about is gun control. Right. What our thoughts are on how, how do we resolve this problem? Because, you know, there's, there's so many arguments of what is the problem? Is it mental illness? Is it guns? Is it... Mm-hmm. Is it this? Is it the parents? Is it that? Um, right. But let's let's skip all that because it's you know that's our opinion, your opinion, my opinion, somebody's opinion on what causes that. And I don't know that we know. So let's talk about the ways to mitigate this issue and this problem. Because you know if if the left wins or whatever and they take all of our guns the next thing we'll be talking about is gang violence with illegal guns right right you know the bad guys are still going to have it and it'll be something else yeah so how do we go about getting rid of this issue because i've heard you know we've heard a lot of stuff we'll put metal detectors in the schools hire ex-military or retired cops to uh, protect the schools Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts and i'll i'll share mine too on what a realistic way of fixing some of these problems i mean you know guns aren't going to go anywhere we i think we i think we know that it's there's too many out there. There's too many people with them. It caused too many problems. If you got to go turn them in, I don't, I just think I don't see that happening at all. Right. Um, so how do we go on a realistic path to get to where this doesn't, I mean, we'll never, we'll probably never get rid of that problem in this country, but where it's not, you know, it's not a normal occurrence anymore. Right. Well, I think, I think part of that is just to we'll we'll kind of I guess pick up little pieces of it. Little, I don't think there's like one overreach overarching solution to the whole thing. It's going to be multiple things, but I would I would almost have to say, without getting trying to avoid some idea other ideas I have and putting my tinfoil hat on, there's I, th- I think one of the biggest problems is the culture right now with everything. And I don't, and I, I, I guess it goes both ways, but the biggest problem I have is we live with all this social media, 24 hour news cycle. And it's always, 
you know, I, I've got to be the first person to, to put this out. I've got to, I've got to say this, I've got to get this opinion out. I'm going to, and every time we end up with some kind of a, a shooting, it's instantly on the news. We're throwing everything out without having the, we're putting everything out there without having all the information. And then everything circulates and you can, you can almost guarantee that there's going to be some form of a, uh, I guess we want to call it a copycat or someone that's influenced by that. You know, I don't recall any of this stuff happening back before we had, you know, all this dumb, these dumb news stations that that's quote unquote, quote unquote, I'll use that word lightly news stations where that was always, it's always in your face. You know, it used to be, you had a couple times a day, you sat down, you watched the news and you kind of got, you know, the, the highlights of everything. And that was it. Now you turn over to, you know, two, three, four different channels. And after something happens, it's on there the whole time. People are looking at it. It's in your face. You know, there's, there's, there's a thing where, you know, if, if you don't know something exists, it's a lot harder for it to, ha to be repeated, you know, and I'm not saying that everything needs to be suppressed and people need to not know, but it just, the way we're doing it now, I just don't, I don't think it's, it's the way to go about it. Well, I mean, you know, that the, the first one that I remember that was nationally televised was Columbine. Yeah. And I want to say that was what, 98, 99. So 22 plus years ago ish. Um, and that was on every news channel. And I remember, I remember being at work and it was on the radio. Okay. You know, they, they broke into the radio to say, Hey, there's something going on at this school and blah, 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 whatever. Um, but the amount of information and details that came out about that was to me, I'm sure it happened before. I mean, I don't, I don't think that would be the first school shooting, but that was the first one that I can remember that was in our face. Right. Um, but along the lines of what you're saying is everybody being first, how do we get around that without them coming back and saying, well, if we can't report the news, then now the Second Amendment people are wanting to get rid of the First Amendment. Is there, is it, should these, should these quote unquote news outlets be fined or blacked out for a certain amount of time if they falsely report the news i mean how do you how do you penalize something somebody to not do that like you said i mean is if you're the first one to say hey there's a hurricane that's coming ashore tomorrow and this many people is gonna get hurt or what yeah, yeah right. whatever you're the first one there and you're totally wrong you know there's no hurricane that's hitting anywhere tomorrow what should it, what should what should happen? Should I be the reporter be blacked out for three days? Should the news network have to cut off one hour of prime time? You know, they just got to go black, or do they get fined? 
money or you know how how do we how do we make it punishable to where it's like hey i don't care if you're first but you have to be right you know if if you're the first one reporting news and it's wrong then you're gonna get in trouble for it or you know what's what's the consequence of doing that right um i guess again i i don't i don't know any about that honestly like i said i think it's a cultural thing and i guess to me the biggest thing is it's one thing to report the news i think the thing that annoys me the most is all of the the editorial or how would you say that the opinion the opinion everything's everything's an an opinion piece everything's an op-ed like you know back in the day it was this happened this happened this happened and this and then boom that was it you know nowadays you get something you have all the damn talking heads given their opinions about it you click on an article and you have to read through 10 paragraphs of backstory stuff that happened afterwards this this and 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 half the time it doesn't it's loosely related to what is going on and you have to sift through all of that to just get just the facts out of it and add into that people are stupid and easily influenced and can't go through stuff on their own and 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 you know are easily influenced by all these opinions because they think you know where everybody's so polarized on it's you know my side my echo chamber it's i don't know i I almost think you know you would think by now somebody would have come along and said we're gonna do just the news and that's that's it we're not gonna do it's not gonna be opinion you know but everybody has a slant there's there's nobody in the middle yeah I, i mean i think we've i think we've talked about this before of having like a channel that's yeah. News and a channel that's the opinions, which I think that would help. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't know that it would stop people from, you know, if they're watching the news and like, oh, this is boring, <laughs> you know, yeah. well, no, I, I need no. to know what his opinion is on this. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't stop because everybody has one of these little computers in their pocket or in front of their face and we're now in the era and time of, oh, I have an opinion. I think it matters and I'm going to put it out there to everybody. And then I'm going to listen to the opinions of these people that I just see in this little box and I'm a little dumb, dumb, and I'm just going to blindly listen to what they have to say without thinking, you know, taking it, internalizing it and, and thinking about it. And then I'm going to turn around and regurgitate the same BS that somebody else put out without even thinking about it just because i want to be part of the group right so getting get you know penalizing the news and all that i mean it wouldn't it wouldn't do anything unfortunately i don't right because because they would take to twitter and just dump their opinion on there anyway right or you know oh oh here's my you know here's our apology you know back in the day it was you know page 10 in the corner you know right smaller font exactly sorry our 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 front page news art news story that we printed the other day was 
wrong or misrepresented, but here's our here's our redaction here on the part way back where nobody's going to see it unless you're clipping coupons. <laughs> Couponer. <laughs> I know. So, kids, for uh, anybody that's listening that's not old like us, you used to be able to get coupons or these little tickets that you cut out of a piece of paper and it would save you money when you went to the store. Yeah, I need one for gas. Yeah, everybody needs one for gas. <laughs> Double Kroger points coupon. It's amazing I'm paying all this money on gas and I don't see my stocks going up any. <sighs> that's a different episode. <laughs> yep, that's that's entirely different. <laughs> we can only take so much depression in one episode. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so one of my thoughts was, is I'm, you know, if, if I think if, just talking about the schools okay mm-hmm. so we don't hear a lot of mass shootings on military bases or in government buildings or at the airport i mean it, okay they they do happen but they're a lot more rare than school shootings okay. so <clears throat> my question is why and what's the difference and what can we do? So I heard um, heard somebody talking about this. If you if you look at like like an airport, for example, there's there's perimeters. So you know, you can only drive up so close and the parking lot is so close, or and you know, it there's a lot of security measures to get to the airplane. Mm-hmm. So why aren't schools more like that? Um, you know, the video came out of this, you know, this, the, the recent shooting in Texas and the kid just opened the door and walked in and, you know, it came out that, well, the door should have been locked. Well, look, that's fine and dandy, but I'm taking a wild guess that that day was not the first day that that door was left unlocked. You know, unfortunately, that's probably a problem that's happened before. Right. So why aren't we building new schools or, you know, updating current schools with perimeters? And, you know, it, you, you don't want to send, you don't want to send your kid to prison to go learn. Right. Mm-hmm. But if there's some sort of fence, a gate and locked doors and badged entryways and, one entryway that goes through an office or a somebody mm-hmm. security guard that has another interlocking door that, you know, it, there's to me, I don't really understand why or how these schools are this easily accessible. And, you know, one of the things that I, I kind of advocated a little bit in the past was, well, if you allow teachers to carry guns, then this might stop it. But my, the more I thought about this the last couple of weeks, the more I don't think that that is a good idea. And here's, here's why you've, you take your kids to school and drop them off and you're trusting that their teacher is going to act like a protective parent, nurture your kid, educate your kid. You know, your daughter falls down and, bumps her knee and is crying they're gonna hug her and tell her she's okay and and then you're gonna tell this person that if some kid that she's done that to 
and four all year stands up and pulls out a gun that she has to pull out a gun and shoot that kid. I don't, I don't see how that would work. Now, if it's a stranger like walking into the school that they don't know, sure, they probably wouldn't have a hard time doing that. But if it's a student at that school, I don't. How could you put that on that teacher? To say, hey, love on this kid for a whole year, and the last day of school, this kid stands up with a gun. It's like now you've got to you've got to shoot that kid. Well, I don't. To kind of add and possibly counter a little on that one, like the the level of nurturing that you're almost describing seems like elementary school, and those aren't the ones doing the shooting. It's the asshole teenagers. I no, I mean you're you're right. You're you're right. But so you know, I under, I understand there's gonna be some people that are yeah, and, and I don't think it's gonna be I don't think it boils down so let, let's bump it up to let's say the, the teenager range where we really do have a lot of the ones that are doing the shooting. I don't think it's gonna be a oh I've you know, paid attention and nurtured and all that. It's, I think it's just going to be more of a, of a moral thing that they it wouldn't really matter who it was that they would have an issue with using that that, that level of force. Yeah, but I, yeah, I mean, it might be it might be hampered a little bit. It might be hindered a little bit because they know the person and it's not a total stranger. Right, and and that you know, even in high school. You know, the kids growing up and it's like, oh, I had your cousin in class and I taught your brothers and I taught your sister. And, right. you know, even the older ones are like, I remember your parents coming through school. You know what I mean? Right. So, so even that bit, they may not like, like I was describing of nurturing this high schooler, but it's like, man, I know this family, Yeah, you know, especially in these, in the smaller schools and in a bigger school that may not necessarily be the case um but i don't know i feel like there's something that can be remedied with the school itself and you know do i do i want a an ex special force seal team six guy that may or may not have PTSD standing guard at a school. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. There has to be something, some security guard, mm-hmm. somebody that's responsible. And maybe it's based on the amount of students, you know, there's one for every 300 kids. So right. if your school has a thousand kids, you have three security guards. Um, And there's, maybe two entryways or something, you know, how that's broken down. But I think there has to be something else looked at that is how, how are there certain places where this doesn't happen? Um, you know, courthouses, bases, airports, what are the factors? What are the same in those places? There's, there's perimeters that started the parking lot. You know, you got to go, Maybe get a ticket and go through a metered thing to get in the parking lot. So if you were trying to get away, it'd be a little bit more difficult. You know, it's kind of metered getting into a parking lot or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then once you get past that, you have to go funnel into a certain one, you know, 
doors that has an interlock to another door. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's certain things that to me is like, why, why aren't schools putting some of these things in place? And, you know, the, the pushback is, Oh, I don't want an AR 15 in my kid's school. Well, I don't, you don't necessarily have to, you know, if you can, if you can stop some of this, you know, and the technology's out there, I think, you know, metal detectors are probably getting cheaper. Um, cameras or something or you know funneling them in and having um having having to stop and talk to somebody and signing in before you can get into a school or something that's a deterrent of a little bit but how many of these would have would have had stopped well some of the some of these things are you you can you can get pretty pretty intensive with these deterrence measures but how long you know okay you got to sign in and out you have you know one way in okay well now now you're gonna have to do this you know oh you gotta come and get your kid i need id this and all that you know how many more different kinds of 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 deterrence are going to be put in order before everybody starts whining why do i have to go through all this to get my kid so I mean, we, we do that at the airport. Exactly. Right. But I mean, the airport doesn't, but the airport doesn't care what people says. Then, and know, why should different, they're a different organization? The, the schools are, you know, everybody starts whining about something and they have somebody that's down there, down their throat. They're supposed to be community. I'm, I get, I understand that. And I know there's certain circumstances of, you know, something happened to dad, mom's going to the school and has to get the kids and go to the hospital because dad got hurt at work. And going through a bunch of loopholes that take five minutes to prove that I am here to pick up my child because, and I'm in a hurry, that yeah, that's that's a pain in the butt and it's something different, but how much better would you feel about your kid, dropping your kids off to school the day after you know, a school shooting in the town next door to your town. Say, well, you know, our school has all these measures in place. I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about dropping Sally off at school. You, you know what I mean? Or, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, what, whatever that is, I, I get it. It's, it's, you know, I, it, like you said, people are going to bitch about something, right? I think the one thing they would probably bitch and moan about would probably be the raised taxes to put a fencing in and a, the deterrence and hiring of the security guards. And, oh, my property tax or my school district tax is going up by half a percent or whatever. You know, that's probably where it would be, you know, these, if it's, if it's up for a vote, it wouldn't get voted in. Mm-hmm. So it'd have to be something that's passed at a state or, or federal level of, Hey, these schools have to have this by 2025. You have to do this. You have to have a perimeter fencing around the school and a fencing between the parking lot and the school. You know, a common entryway. And if you're having more than one, then it has to be a metered entryway to where all the students go past somebody, you know, and that door's monitored at all times. Or, you know, I think by doing that saying hey this has to be done 
you know, it can be done in stages, you know, start on the inside and work your way out. You have to, you have to lock the doors and you have to man the main doors. And if you're, you know, say you're, say you're a small school, but you have four main entryways. Well, you either got to lock two of them down or you got to hire four security guards and monitors or whatever. So, you know, I think a lot of these schools now have cameras and, and whatnot and some of this stuff, but, you know, maybe it should be a, a staggered thing that, hey, this isn't, it isn't done all at once, but this has to be, you're going to start with the the building itself and work the perimeter out, <clears throat> you know? No, I'm not, I, I guess I haven't really followed this stuff as as much as I have been lately, but isn't i mean you can't go back too far because obviously we can't go back say like we talked we talked about to columbine because that was that was that was the one that started all of this to begin with so we can't we can't use that anything after that or close to that time we can't really use but let's say let's say the more the most recent ones hasn't every single one of them just been human error in some form or fashion, it was something that a person did or did not do that allowed it to happen. Well, so, I mean, because this, this recent one, uh, you know, going in and out of a door, didn't check it to make sure it latched. Right. So that person didn't follow up and make sure that the building was secure after they used that door. Um, we've got school resource officers that shouldn't be doing the job and didn't go in. You know, what, what, what else, I guess, recently when it comes to, I guess we're going to stick on the school subject. Uh, I mean, I think that would, I think that goes back that you could, you could apply that all the way back to Columbine if you really wanted to. Yeah, you know, there was there had to, there was flags even at that one, right? Um, that you could point fingers to. But you know, you you mentioned the um, the security people or police not going in the school. I think we had that in in the one in Florida too, right? I mean, didn't they wait on you know outside the school and wouldn't go in the school? You know, but that's to me that's that's hard. I mean, how are you going to, how, how are you going to hire a security guard and say, well, what's on your resume? Well, I've been a security guard for, t for 10 years. Okay, great. How many times have you been shot at? None. How many times have you pulled your weapon? None. Okay. So what are you going to do if you have to do that? Well, I'm going to do my job. Are you sure? <laughs> You know, I've never been tested. So where do you, where do you, how do you get around that? You know what I mean? So are you only going to hire ex-military that carried a weapon and fired it or a cop that has been in an active something where they went hands-on with somebody or, you know, had to assault 
a bad guy to get him on the ground to mm. cuff him or you know how do, how do you do that without somebody you know it's like that that's you know that's why we train right that's why we do what we do to train so it's kind of second nature of like hey bad guy i pull this i do this and i i do that you know so these are the things to where you kind of take some you try to work some of that out and then you you add stress with somebody yelling at you or a shot time or something you know that's what we do that's how we train right but unless unless you're put in that situation i don't know that anybody really knows how they're going to react in in that situation right so i you know i've had that conversation with people of like hey you should you should probably buy a gun train get a concealed carry permit and carry a weapon yeah that's great i'll go shooting i don't mind training but there's no point in carrying well why not because i don't have it in me to shoot somebody not even if they're shooting at you no you know there's just people like that right mm. so i don't know how you get around that on a security guard thing of you know unless they're in the way <laughs> you know you put them between them they don't have anywhere to go they're already in the building you know what i mean if somebody's coming in to shoot it they're gonna have to shoot the security guard first you know what i mean so the the if we add that layer in there and say hey this security guard's in the building they're going to be posted at this door so if somebody's coming in to shoot up the school they're going to have to shoot that guy because he's in the way unless he just puts his hands up and runs away so I, I don't i don't know there's i had a long drive to work every day so <laughs> thinking about this off and on of like you know what's our what's our motto you only stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun right and that's that's kind of our tagline right so you're you're the only way of stopping somebody doing bad is the equal or more violent act than what they're doing right so if somebody's coming at you with a knife you're either going to have to use a knife against that or a gun you know you have to step up the violence right so but how do we how do we com you know combat the other side that's saying well if we take away everybody's guns this won't happen mm-hmm. and we know that's not good enough because the bad guys are still gonna happen right but our argument is more guns which you know i don't know that we need more guns everybody's got guns right yeah (laughs) you know i i'm not i'm not advocating to stop buying guns i I would want more guns but i I don't know there's just putting a gun at somebody's feet isn't going to make them capable of using it right right you're not gonna you can't will that person to use a gun to defend themselves if they're not going to they're not going to so i think that we as a community and especially probably the um the 2a community has to figure out another way to combat this or to have ideas that would help the situation right that's just i don't know that's just kind of my thoughts on this on this thing is is why is there places that don't get shot up and you know how airports go people's flights get canceled right Mm-hmm. people are angry people miss their flight people aren't happy but the places aren't getting shot up 
Why? Because they can't get a gun in there. And if they do, it's on a checked bag and it's on a conveyor belt. Yeah. Well, yeah, by the time they piss you off, your stuff's already gone, so you yeah. can't use anything. <laughs> yeah. You've already been disarmed. Yeah, so you can't you can't say there isn't guns in airports because there is. I mean, maybe not every day at every airport at any given time, but you know, guns get taken to the airports safely. Um, they get put on planes and they get you know, they get flown from one place to the other. So you know that there's there's reasons why you know schools are schools are a soft target and when you take an angry teenager they're going to go to a soft target so why why are we letting schools stay soft targets that's kind of what i want to know there's people that are smarter than me on this but why are the schools still a soft target if like I said, Columbine happened over 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Why are schools still soft targets? Why are daycares? Why are daycares soft targets? Because it's 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 just enough that people want to get on there and complain and push their agenda, but it's not not so much of an inconvenience that everybody feels a responsibility to take care of it. It should be should be and i'm not i'm not arguing that point at all but that's that's to me that's what i see and that's what it seems to boil down to oh this thing happened oh it's terrible i'm going to pop on social media or if i have you know the platform i'm going to get on tv and i'm going to say this and i'm going to say that and it's all going to be empty i'm not going to follow through with anything and we'll wait and see what happens until the, hopefully, you know, well, you know, thoughts and prayers. Hopefully it doesn't happen again. And, oh, well, it happened again. I'm going to get on here and I'm going to condemn it. Everybody's so full of shit. It's always words. Nobody's taking action. And it's all for whatever reason, we're still content with the fiasco the past, what, year or two have been. Everybody, nobody wants to do anything themselves. It's always, well, I elected this person. They should be doing that. Well, obviously they're not doing what we want them to do. People are so wrapped up in their own, in their own stuff that they're not making these people accountable. And instead of taking care of it themselves, it's, oh, I'm going to bitch, piss and moan about it all. And that makes me feel better. It's a, it's a quick, it's a quick antidote there, but it doesn't cure anything. Right. I mean, we hear every time something like this happens, we always hear we're going to pass new legislation. Mm-hmm. But great. I mean, okay, that's fine and dandy, but. But that that's not a, that, oh, that's, that's a reactionary thing. Guess what? There's legislation for murder. Does that stop murder from happening? No. Well, it, it always, it always cracked me up. Right. And this isn't, you know, this is a, a bad thing to kind of make fun of, but it always cracked me up when somebody has has been abused or get in a fight with somebody and they go, I went to court and got a restraining order. Oh, you got a piece of paper. Super. How, what is that piece of paper going to do? Right. Well, so-and-so can't get within 100 yards of me. 
And if he does, you're going to throw the piece of paper at him. I mean, what's going to stop him from doing that? Mm-hmm. It's a piece of paper, you know? So it, it I, I get it. They're, I, I'm not saying that they're bad and they're wrong. And I, I, I think they're fine. I think they do a good job, but if, uh, you know, it, it's a, it's, it's a layer is all it is. Like you it, were talking about, it's a layer that restraining order is the security camera in the parking lot. It's not going to do a damn thing if that person comes, but it's there as a deterrent in case they're not that committed. Right. Right. And, you know, the bad guy, you know, that's that's out there drinking and wants to do the bad, you know, that gets the six-pack of courage in him, going to break that 100-yard barrier and go do his thing again. So... I don't know. They're to me, you know, passing new legislation and stiffer background checks. What is a what is a stiffer background check? I mean, (laughs) what else are they going to check? I mean, I didn't know I I was getting a flaccid background check. I didn't know that there was such a thing. (laughs) Just (laughs) what? What aren't they checking? I mean, are they going to check medications? Yeah. Driving records? Well, he has two speeding tickets. We should probably hold his gun. Right. We'll we'll delay him getting that gun for nine days. Okay. <laughs> I don't really under I don't really understand what they're going to look for. You know what I mean? So it, now they've just stewed on it for nine days. Well, <laughs> yeah. It just I don't really understand some of this stuff that if there is a. Why isn't the background check evolving anyway? I mean, you got to do it. Do you know what they check on a background check when you fill out the, the uh, what is it, 4173 form? Is that right? It's just a criminal, I think it's just criminal history, isn't it? I think so. But, yeah. I mean, shouldn't that kind of be evolving anyway of say, hey, well, maybe we'll just add drug charges to that too or is I, mean, I don't i mean it that, just that, should that be just standard gets, that just gets you into the argument though you know what what charges are what charges should be grounds for denying somebody that right and who gets to decide that right and um, i just that's that that's that slippery slope you know yeah and i don't think i don't think back background checks are bad you know, I don't, I don't think our right to own firearms should be infringed, but I don't want the guy that just got out of federal prison for 20 years that just moved next door being able to go buy guns. You know what I mean? I, the background check may be a good thing. Right. But then, but, at, that, but then at that point, what is, what is the point of them going to jail then? Well, right. But I mean, that's if they're, you know, if they're a violent criminal, you know, the background check will, it will find that, right? So they shouldn't, they shouldn't own a firearm, which is fine, but they're, they're going to go downtown Chicago to a back alley and find the guy that's selling Glocks out of his trunk to buy a gun. I mean, the guy's going to get one anyway. So, <clears throat> I mean, background checks are great for us legal folks that are doing things the right way because you know right i would think you would know i I mean some people some people are dumb right they're just stupid 
So they're going to go to Jeff's Gun and Knives, fill out that form, and the dude's going to going to type it in and be like, hey, dude, you know you got a felony for assault? Yeah. You know you can't own a firearm? Oh, I forgot, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just got some some idiots out there. Yeah. So, but how many of them do that, right? But they're going to go get a gun anyway. They're going to, you know, bad guys are going to be bad guys. Mm-hmm. Some people change in prison. They get reformed or whatever. Turn out decent but i don't know i think there should be some something different a different i think there should be a different way of thinking about things because you have the you have the people that want to pass new legislations get rid of the guns and then they want to throw seal team six guys in there with full out kits and ars roaming the hallways and like i don't want to send my kid to school with that in there well Okay, you got the extremes of everywhere. Mm-hmm. What's going to work? How are we going to fix the problem? Right. Because all you're throwing out is extremes. We'll take everybody's guns. Oh, that ain't going to work. Well, stiffer background checks. Well, what's that going to do? We'll put, you know, put put green team in the schools. Well, I don't want to send my kids there. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of these, a lot of these things floating around that nobody wants to budge on because it's extreme and it's well, I don't want that. You know, I don't I don't want I don't want my kids showing up to school and seeing that every day. Now maybe if they were wanting to join the military and that was kind of a, a push that way, maybe. I don't know. Maybe that would help them out. Or maybe it should just be Seventh through tenth grade should be military schools. <laughs> I mean, you might might find out a problem then, right? Right. Say, oh, hey, yeah. this kid is a psycho when we taught him how to shoot a gun. Right. Well, I mean, sometimes those are the ones you want in the military, depending on their job. Sure. I don't. That that goes into a whole separate thing where. We're talking about structures and ways to possibly, you know, keep these things, people from getting in there. But what is, what is the change from people and say, oh, let's go 70 years back, 80 years back. Let's go 80 years ago. This wasn't happening. Why is it happening now? You know, I think in there is part of, if not a majority of the the solution to what's going on and you know like i said before i i, I believe it's a cultural slash societal issue more than it is oh look at all these guns or you know these schools are more more hardened than they were back then you know how many of us know people that you know i was growing up never locked the front door didn't have to worry about anything so what what was what was and what is the change from then to now well i mean i'll, I'll give you my opinion of that you know 80 years ago they taught shooting in school and people had shotguns in in the racks in the back window of their truck mm-hmm. you know shotguns and took them to school my opinion on this is 
a lot of times it's the parents and the way the kids are raised mm-hmm. because, you know, and I saw it on a meme, I don't know, a couple of years ago, you know, when I was growing up and a teacher called home and said, Dave isn't doing very good in school. Well, guess who got in trouble? I did. Mm-hmm. Right. Nowadays, if the teacher calls home and says, Dave isn't doing very good, who gets yelled at? The teacher gets yelled at. Right. So the parents don't take responsibility. They don't put any consequences on the kids. So it's the way it's the way the culture, like you said, it's a cultural problem. But how do we go back to that? I mean, you start spanking kids again and we're going to hear about all this abuse and, and whatever, you know, it's it's been it's changed. I mean, the whole thing, I, I grew up with that capital punishment kind of rule of the house of like mm-hmm. well you know if you do this you're gonna get your butt spanked yeah yeah you do something it's like oh god pick the stick you want to get hit with in the butt off the tree and bring it in you know that kind of mentality that isn't there anymore and it's not you know tv and tiktok are raising kids now and you know you want to you want to stem that problem back even farther it's because two parents have to work and you know back then 40 50 80 years ago the mom stayed home or whatever you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so there was a parent at the house that that did all that so it it is a cultural change um so you could you could hang that hat on a lot of different things yeah inflation money greed you know my 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 biggest complaint and i know this is probably going to ruffle some feathers because i've heard lots and lots and lots and lots of people say it and i may be splitting some hairs here but and and i understand where people are coming from and i know it comes from a good place but as long as i remember you know obviously i didn't talk to a lot of people like parents that were older than me but since i've been close to the age of being a parent and being a parent my biggest pet peeve has always been hearing someone say I want to give my kids better than what I had. Like I said, I I understand where that's coming from and and maybe I'm just being my overly technical self, but, and maybe it's, you know, this, this doesn't speak for everybody, but I've seen where people take that to heart and, and they want to give them better than what they had growing up. Well, now you've lost that value of everything that you earned up to that point. They didn't have to earn it because it was given to them. Right. And then if they, if this, you know, I don't know, maybe this started, maybe this was something, you know, that started from, you know, what would you say? Maybe grandparents, great grandparents going back to when times actually were hard, you know, Hey, life sucked during the depression. I want my kids not have to go through that that's an understandable thing but then you keep doing that generation after generation after generation and they've been been get you know it's it's like a handout every time well it loses the value they didn't have to earn that they weren't shown the value of getting to where that is because the parents want them to do better well i I think you hit the nail on the head and saying that it's a generational problem because, you know, a hundred plus years ago, the family unit stayed together, right? So 
when the son married, the wife moved in, right? So they mm-hmm. took care of the farm and the house. And you know, when, the, when the parents were gone, then that young couple took over, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, you know, my, my grandparents growing up in the Depression didn't have anything. So, you know, what they, what them making their kids, giving them better than what they had was shoes and food, right? And then, you know, like my parents are going to do the same thing. Well, we get new shoes every year. Right. Every, you get school, you get new school shoes and new school clothes and new this and that, where, you know, my parents may not have had that every single year. Mm -hmm. So now us, we're going to do the same thing, right? You know, and, and there's certain, some people make their kids earn things of like, you know, cars are expensive now, you know, Hey, you gotta earn it, you know, yeah. or go do this or you're going to get a junk or whatever, but yeah, it's not. And it's, I know it's annoying to the kids when you say, well, back in my day, yeah, you know, cause it was annoying for us. My parents had to walk uphill both ways to go to school. Right. Right. You're lucky. We drop you off. Yeah. We had to walk uphill both ways. Well, that's funny because we went to the same school and it was uphill there, downhill back. So Mm -hmm. I don't know how you went uphill both ways. So, you know, so it's kind of a, like you said, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's it's a generational thing. And who's at fault on that? You know, I don't know. Generational snowball. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a snowball. And, the communication and like you said earlier this thing in everybody's hands you know younger people are having these more now mm-hmm. and they're connected and they're seeing the news and they're seeing adults bitch and moan on facebook and twitter mm-hmm. and that's where they're picking it up and then they're on you know getting all their education on tiktok and yeah and whatnot it's i don't know how you stop that train it's going awful fast yeah yeah so i don't know just maintain control what's around you i guess is the best that you can do yeah and hope others are doing the same your your three-foot world yeah so on that depressing note yeah (laughs) i did have something else that kind of popped in my mind here while we were talking what's that on a different subject okay so on a different subject i don't know if you've noticed this there's been um, some new 10 mils coming out here recently. A couple of people are coming out with 10 mils. There was a P320 10 mil. Yeah, I think I did see something about that. I think Smith & Wesson came out with a 10 mil. What do you think about it? Are you ready to run out and buy a 10 mil and get another caliber in the safe? I do not care about 10 mil. What? <laughs> I really don't. But everybody loves it, and it's the new it's the new shiny caliber that everybody has to have. Yeah, well, they can have it. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, it's bad enough trying to buy ammo for what I have. So another caliber, I'm I'm not in the market for another caliber. I'm especially one that's underdeveloped right now. So underdeveloped and undersupported, I guess, would be the best thing. I don't know. I'm also, I've also reached a point where I'm kind of like, I'm good with what I have. I don't, ha- I don't have a lot, you know, are there, do, do I have a, do I have like, you know, a little wish list of, you know, four or five guns. That'd be really, really cool to have. Yeah. But, you know, between 
the stuff I've built, the stuff I've got. I mean, right now, I mean, I guess I I want more, a little more gear right now. I want to make sure I got decent, I have decent body armor. You know, I think eventually I'd, I'd like to get a good helmet, you know, uh, Hey, would nods be cool? Yes, it definitely would be, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know, I don't want to jump out and more calibers and more. I'm, I'm good with what I have training, you know, as many, as much as I've gotten shot down with training this year, like, you know, I've been kind of looking at it now. Some of this, you know, training depending on what it is. It's not cheap. That's sometimes it's about as much as a gun is, you know, depending on what kind of gun you're looking at. It's like another gun or go do all this cool stuff, learn something and, and take that with me. So yeah, I'm not really impressed with 10 mil. Well, okay. okay. That was a short subject. I'm in the, <laughs> I'm in the, I'm in the same boat. It's, it's the new shiny toy and it sounds cool, but it's, right. I mean, with the way inflation and gas prices are, then I mm-hmm. just can't afford new toys. Yeah, with a ten millimeter what, and trying to is, find ammo and caliber. I guess what what is the 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 quote unquote benefit? Like, what is what is the awesome thing about ten mil? I don't really know. I mean, I think it's better on bears. Okay, but I don't know. Okay, I I want to say if I'm if I'm giving it kind of the the 40,000 look down at it it's kind of that 40 cal okay that it's it's not it's not 45 that you're only going to get seven or nine rounds in a magazine mm. and it's not you know it's it has more power and more knockdown power than a nine millimeter so you're kind of in that 40 cal ballpark kind of thing yeah. is how i feel that it's kind of where the the 10 mil fits in now that may be wrong I haven't done a ton of research on the 10 mil, but that to me from just kind of the overhead look down at where the, mm-hmm. where it kind of falls to me is kind of that. They're trying to mix all the good, some, some good stuff out of different calibers and. Yeah. Yeah. I caliber to rule them all. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I want to say they have that with the nine, but I don't know. I mean, maybe the, maybe the 10 is maybe the 10 is the answer. I don't, I don't know that. Um, but I mean, you know, we talked about this a couple, couple episodes back. I mean, the, the, uh, army is changing, changing calibers on the, on the M5. So will NATO adopt that new caliber as a NATO round? And then maybe down the road, do that same thing where the 10 mil is kind of the NATO round instead of the nine. I don't, I don't know. I don't I don't know how like you said I don't know where that's going to fit in and what it's going to be good for and how it's going to work. So I'm not all up on it. I just thought of hey there's been a, a bunch of new 10 mil guns out there and let's talk about it for a few. <laughs> well, since we're going to we're trying to lighten it up a little bit. Have you uh have you seen this letter that was put out by uh, ghostguns.com? uh i want to say i have i i saw the letter i don't i've never used the site i looked at it and honestly it's a little it's a little on the pricey side blame inflation or just me being cheap 
I'm fine with either one. But um, what is it? Ghost Guns. Yeah, GhostGuns.com. So they sell parts. They do sell like kits for if you do 3D printing and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. But uh, that the AP, the Associated Press, reached out to them. They wanted to do an interview about gun control, and they they sent them a statement on their little letterhead, which is, I mean, it's kind of cool. The the O in Ghost Guns is like this skull ghosty looking thing, and it says statement to the Associated Press. Ghostguns.com equates all questions of quote common sense gun control unquote and internet censorship. These efforts are naked attempts to disarm traditional Americans, weaponize the government against them, and subject them to the ignorant and vicious tools of federal power. See Canada. We will not participate in our own castration. When at last the Georgetownists do break through the paper barrier of the Second Amendment, when they abolish the filibuster or pack the court, they will not be able to stand upright in the winds that blow then. You may as well ban plastic, piss, and stone. Six Semper, the GhostGuns.com team. <laughs> I I do remember seeing that because they have a video on a. There's a video on YouTube that surfaced, and they I can't remember who it was. I think it was some some like AP reporter went to their shop to like okay. talk to them, right? And it was interesting because the guy. In the video, I don't know if it was the owner or kind of one of the the one of the guys up there in charge <clears throat> said, "Yeah, I, f- I feel bad when somebody uses our product to make a weapon and he, you know hurt somebody with it, but it's still the right of Americans to to buy this product, right? And you know the product that they make is that it's the little mill that'll turn an eighty percent." lower into a into a hundred percent lower right so it, it it auto uh machines it all out and then yeah those are pretty cool actually i've seen those yeah so they had you know it'll even put a serial number on there too so yep. um but they had skids of these like boxed up on a skid ready to ship them out and they were like looking at them and they're like oh this one says utah it's going to utah and that one's going to montana and this one's going to kentucky and this one's going and the lady was like, so you send these everywhere? And it's like, yeah, wherever it's legal to sell it, and mm-hmm. we ship it there. So Maggie said it was like legal in all but two or three states, maybe. You know, probably New York, California, and New Jersey. New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. But yeah, it was, uh, I remember, because they read that, they read that letter at the end. So yeah, those oh, people. Okay. Yeah, those are, those are really cool. Oh, yeah, because I have a countdown here. 61 days, 20, 23 hours, etc. until ATF's gun, ghost gun rule takes effect. Yeah, get your order in now. Yeah, so, I don't know. It's, Speaking of which, should we start a Patreon so we can get enough money to order one of those? <laughs> I think we need more listeners. <laughs> but, yeah, that's just one of those things and this is this definitely be a discussion for another time where we're getting into that era where i understand this is not the way it should be we should be able to look at somebody and say shall not be infringed 
but that's that's not going to work. I, I I think we're we're coming into probably I would say the rest of the, at least this presidency right now this term is probably going to get a little I think it's going to get a little tougher for us fans of the 2A. Unfortunately, I think you're right. But, you know, the problem is when we say shall not be infringed, it's been being infringed on. Yeah. For a while. Yeah. And it's, you know, I don't know, yeah. since I banned machine guns and put tax stamps on things and mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, it is it is kind of funny that that, you know, our president comes out and says, oh, yeah. It doesn't mean that you can buy whatever you want because back then you couldn't buy a cannon. And it's like, well, wait wait a second. They wanted people to buy cannons to defend against the big bad British. I mean, that was kind of the point. So, also known as the government. The government, right. You were saying funny. I I thought you were going to touch on the other idiotic thing he just recently said. Oh, he said something else. Surprising. Yeah. Oh, you've, you've heard the, the, uh, his explanation of why we uh, we should be getting rid of that high powered nine millimeter. Oh, because it blows the lung out of your body. Yeah, twenty. It, what kind of logic is this? Oh, a twenty-two. You know, we can doctor can get in there and get it out of the lung, and you know, but a nine mil oh, just blow the lung right out of the body. Like this guy's so crazy. Tomato, tomato. I guess I don't know. Like. Uh, this is well. This is the same guy that said you go out on your porch and you and you pump two twelve gauge shotgun right shells up in the air to, to scare off the bad guys. That sound alone is going to scare them, right? So I'm going to try that next time. There's a jogger on the road. I'm going to just <laughs> pipe off a couple rounds of twelve, and when the cops show up, be like, "Hey, man, Prez told me to do that." <clears throat> yep, president's orders. President's orders. Just clicked off a couple three and a half and slugs out in the uh <laughs> out in the old i don't know where they came down probably you know, a mile over that way there you go <laughs> well uh, you got anything else i don't think so okay i think we'll wrap it up let everybody know where to find us and we're not gonna make a habit out of it but i think i'm gonna end it with a quote that i recently refound, and it's I think it has I found a little more meaning in it now than than the first time I read it. So everybody, if you're listening, if you're new, find us over on Facebook at Wasted Ammo Podcast. Uh, find us on Instagram, aftershock underscore podcast. Where I haven't gotten us kicked off of Twitter yet, so you can still find us over there at Aftershock Pod One, or just look up Aftershock Podcast. You'll see our logo. Not pushing too hard, but I'm I'm trying a little bit. We're gonna see how long this 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 little run on on Twitter run goes here. And uh, hop over to our affiliate StrikeForceEnergy.com. Use the code AfterShock, all one word in caps, and get twenty percent off of your order. It's a little liquid pouch of delicious energy you can dump into your water, or they have, I believe, uh, cocktail recipes and all kinds of other interesting stuff on there. I really like it, and I think it's a good alternative to to energy drinks. But and we're back on Spotify. Yeah, really, we're back on Spotify. If any of you noticed, uh, there was a snafu. We we're, don't know what the snafu on. was, but but we're back. We're yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, we're back on there. So 
we're we're gonna hopefully we stay on there so that way we can put this out on there and we're we're expanding to other platforms as well trying to trying to get the word out we should promote it that we got bands and we're back oh there we go get some clout yeah podcaster clout yeah (laughs) our band from spotify is over we are back podcast (laughs) bad boys no (laughs) like i said thinking about what we're probably looking at for the next couple years and we're probably going to need to change our tactics up a little bit to help preserve what we uh what we enjoy here this quote here popped up to me again uh from sir william francis butler and he said the nation that will insist on drawing a broad line of demarcation between the fighting man and the thinking man is liable to find its fighting done by fools and its thinking done by cowards think about that for a little bit and until next time for d shock and me mr pixel thanks and we'll see you guys next time